Hello, everybody. Welcome to the New Life Bible Study Podcast. My name is Rob Harston, and today we're on episode number 16, uh, and we're still continuing our series through the book of James called Living Out Mature Faith. And today's episode will be entitled Solution for Your Pollution. Uh, we'll be in James chapter 4, and and as we uh, get ready to uh, look into this, uh, we're, we're going to see that there's there were some conflicts. There were some things going on in the church uh, that James, uh, as he continues to write to his believers, there was things going on that he saw that uh, needed some change. Uh, if you've uh, if you've uh, gone through this uh, podcast with us every week, you see that he is he is warning them of things. He is he is uh, telling them to watch out for things, and and it's it is what it's supposed to be: living out mature faith. He wants his believers to be mature, so he's covering all these things. and And there was there was something going on in the church. There was there was fights. There was quarrels in the church, and. Uh, back then, even as today, we have quarrels and fights, and and we don't know what it is. Well, we we can say that it's uh, you know uh, someone that wants to be right, or they think uh, they interpret scripture this way, or hey, that song was too loud, or or whatever. But there's there is quarreling and fighting uh, amongst people in the church today, as back then. So he is warning them, he is telling them, and James actually starts off with a with a question, and uh, he is asking them, uh, why is this happening? So. Uh, well, let's dive in real quick and let's pray uh, before we go. And Father, we thank you for today. And Lord, we thank you that we have this this Bible, Lord, that we can read from and we can study in, Lord, and it will help us mature in our faith. And I pray today as we are uh, reading this, Lord, that it would speak to our hearts, Lord, that uh, you would uh, just speak to our hearts directly. Let us know that if this stuff is happening, Lord, that you want to get rid of it, Lord, so we can continue, uh, Lord, uh, walking with you uh, in faith. Lord, and that uh, this stuff will not hinder us. So we thank you, Lord. We ask that you bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So my first point in this is is the, the pollution in the human heart. Again, this is titled, there's a solution for the pollution. So there was pollution uh, back then. There's pollution now that is, um, and it's coming directly from our heart. So let's read, uh, let's read uh, chapter four, uh, verses uh, one through, uh, we'll do it with through one through uh, uh, five. Uh, and it says this in verse one, what is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is it not the source your pleasures that wage war in, in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Verse three says you ask and you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes him an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. So again, uh, this this first point is called the pollution in the human heart, and and the root of the problem is the heart. We have to understand that the root of the problem is the heart. The heart is wicked. It's envious. It's these things that 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 our heart. Uh, again, we talked about it uh, last week. You know, with the, with the tongue. You know, it, it controls our body. Well, where does that where that where does the tongue get its orders from? The heart. 
So this is why we find, and James is asking this, he's like, what is this source of quarrels and conflicts among you? And, and he probably didn't even give them a chance to answer because he answered it himself. He said, it's us. It's, it's, it's our pleasures. It's our desires. Um, and he's, it, it's better yet, it's our pride that brings all of this out. And we have to check ourselves sometimes. And, and this goes for me. I mean, I have found myself in this. And I have found myself in disagreements and stuff. And, and we just cannot have that. And then James goes on to talk about that our lust that we have, if we have this, we commit murder. And have you ever set your heart's desire on something or someone and, and you'll do whatever it takes? You'll steal, you'll cheat, you'll lie, even to the point of murder. Now, James isn't talking about murder in the sense of killing somebody or you know stabbing somebody or shooting somebody, whatever. He is talking about the hate because Jesus says that if you hate somebody, it is murder. It is murder in his eyes. He, he sees it as murder. So when we hate, and this is, what, this is what fighting and quarreling can do. It can make us hate our fellow brothers and sisters. So we have got to be careful with this. Um, and and, and it's, it, goes, it goes, basically it goes to um, verse 3, it goes to there's a breakdown in prayer. That's the problem. See, guys, prayer is a huge thing. And if we're quarreling and fighting, this sometimes can even keep us from prayer. But if we're but if we are praying, um, he was he was telling that you're not really asking for spiritual things. He says you do not ask or you do not you you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives so that you will spend it on your own pleasures. You see, not asking God for spiritual things is it's it's bad because as Christians we should be praying for things that please God. We should be praying for things within God's will. Those are the things that we need to be praying for, but most of the time we're asking God for sinful things. And James is giving them a warning against pleasure-motivated prayer, things that work out for our benefit and not for God's plans. You know, you could be in a maybe be in an argument with someone, and you could say, "Lord, I just really pray that that they would see my point of view because I know it's right." Uh, you know, that's just an example, but that's that's kind of the things that they're doing this that 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 are happening when the, these people were praying, and maybe even us. When we're praying today. So, and then he goes into talking about the lovers of the world. In verse 4, it says he calls them adulteresses. You adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Now, James gets after his readers here. He calls them adulteresses. Now, that's that's a very harsh way and a pretty severe way to handle them. But I think by doing this, I'm sure he grabbed their attention. I, I'm sure he they, they looked at each other and said, what he, what did he just call us? Because they were doing this stuff and he needed to get their attention. So why did he call them this? Well, because they were cheating on God, committing spiritual adultery, if you will. Their attention and their love and their allegiance should have been towards God, but it wasn't. Rather, it was it was towards themselves and this world. You see, worldliness is the cause of most quarrels and conflicts within the church. Uh, it, it creeps in, and it's very silent when it does it. So, and, and we have to be careful of this. We have to be aware that this kind of stuff is going on because it will happen really fast. So, and we have to be committed. Our attention, our love, and our allegiance. It all needs to be towards God, not towards this world. This world has nothing to offer us. As believers in Jesus Christ today, God is the only thing we need. We don't need the, the world. It is, it is, it's a corrupt place. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a good place. So 
we need to be careful in that manner. And then if we look at it, it really grieves the Holy Spirit. He says that in verse 5, he says, or do you think the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires a spirit which he has made to dwell in us. Now, to me, this is God simply saying that, hey, I'm a jealous God. And if we are spiritually cheating on God, he is jealous. And we can't, we can't live with, we can't have one foot planted in heaven and then one foot planted on earth. We have to be solely committed to God, not lovers of this world. Like I said, it has nothing to offer. So we have to be careful. And then he, he's, he's just going down the list of why, these, why these, these quarrels and these conflicts happen. And next he's talking about, well, because you guys are slandering your brother. You're talking about your brethren. You can't do that. And we've all been guilty of this. What James describes as speaking against your brother means we are putting our brothers and sisters down. And we are, we are, we are telling them, uh, you know, hey, I don't like the way you do this or, you know, I don't like the way you do that. Or maybe it's even talking to somebody about that person and we're putting them down. And I think to me, people that do that, that constantly do this. Now, sometimes it might, you know, you might catch yourself doing it and then you stop and you ask for forgiveness. But there are those people that will continue to talk about people behind their backs and say what they think. And, you know, and, and then most of the time, it's an insecure person. Insecure people will constantly talk about other people because they don't maybe don't have what that other person has. Or maybe it's a, a jealousy again that they have or it's, a, it's an anger towards that person. But it, and always they always try to make themselves look better and feel better by doing this. So we have to be careful. And, and in other words... It's almost like if you if you catch yourself doing this, this is this is the telltale sign that if you say, uh, "Now stop me if I'm wrong," but or I don't mean to be critical, but or in the big one, I know I shouldn't be saying this, but well, if you know you shouldn't be saying it, don't say it at all. This is slandering our brethren, and God just does not like this. And then he goes on to talk about judging your brothers and sisters. We we like to judge. We like to say, hey, you know, listen, uh, I don't, I, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that, and, and and you know, and we have to watch out for ourselves because you remember uh, in Matthew seven one, uh, Jesus talks about judging people. He says, do not judge so that you'll not be judged. And then he goes on in the same chapter and he says, let me, let me take the speck out of your eye and behold, the log is in your own eye. So you're telling your brothers and sisters these things and we were saying, hey, you know, you can't be doing that or hey, you sinned when you did this. We have to be careful. Now, if someone's in blatant sin, then lovingly go and talk to them about it, but don't go tell other people about it because you could be doing the same thing. When you tell your brother he has a speck in his eye, you probably can't see it because of the log in your own eye. So when we judge or we slander our brothers and sisters, we are not showing the love of Christ or we're not, uh, we're not showing the love of Christ or the love we have for Christ. It is important as believers today that we are showing the love of Christ, that we show people that we love Jesus. We can't just go out and say it. We have to show it. And by doing those kind of things, we're not showing the love for Christ or the love that we have for him. And then finally, uh, he's, he's getting through the pollution, uh, the pollution of the heart, and this is where all this is coming from. He's talking about people who boast about their future. He, he, you know, they're saying that we can do this and we can do that. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. 
and we think we know what's best for us, we almost play God in our own lives as if we have the final say. We say, I have this plan to do this, that, and the other. And that's okay to have plans, but we don't know what the future holds. We don't know, we don't know that. We don't know what's going to happen. So we've got we've to be careful. We almost, we're almost saying like, you know, God, we put God like in a, in a, in a glass box and, and, and the label on it says break in case of emergency. We're going to say, hey, Lord, we've got this, but hey, if you need, if I need you i'm gonna i'm gonna really just i'm gonna break the glass and use you but if you know and the thing is, is we were saying like i got this god i know it's best for my plans i got the future if man boasts it is a sin because we know the only thing that we need to be boasting in is jesus christ and him risen that's all we boast in we we can't boast about our future we we don't control our future god does and there's so you see if you if you go through all these james is saying there is plenty of pollution in our lives and we need to get rid of it again this can't be done on our own we cannot just get rid of this pollution we've done a very very good job of allowing the pollution uh, into our heart and and, and uh, make it all around us and there's no way we can get it out but there is a solution, and, and there's a solution to all this. So let's take a look at, at the remaining of the ch- remainder of the chapter. It says this, and starting in verse 6, But he gives greater grace. Therefore it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded." Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. Do not speak against one another, brethren. He who speaks against his brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. Verse nine says, or verse 12 says, There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Come come now, you, who you say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such and city and spend a year and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that is here today and gone for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live also do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows to do right, thing and doesn't do it it is a sin so we talked about we talked about all the pollution we talked about all the the things that 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 are hurting us and all the things that were causing these fights and all the things that were causing this division well now like a good doctor james has a solution he has a solution for the human heart and one is to humble ourselves. We need to humble ourselves. I'm sorry, our second point is the solution for the heart. I'm sorry, I didn't mention that. The solution for the heart is our second point. And how do we do this? Well, we humble ourselves. In verse 6, it says that if he, he gives greater grace, therefore it says God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. When we humble ourselves, there are benefits. There are, there are benefits. And one is we can be more others-driven instead of self-driven. We can, if we humble ourselves, we, we, can, worry, we can look at other people and, and not so much on ourselves. And we can meet the needs of other people. C.S. Lewis says this about humility. I quote, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself 
less so we we can have our minds on other people and, 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 and other things and helping them. And there are two other benefit, benefits that bring blessings. And one, it says it here, God will give grace. See, grace is nothing we deserve but God wants to give it to us because he loves us. But we must humble ourselves to receive it. This means not to be prideful or arrogant about what we do or about what we say. We need to be humble and, and he will give us this. And not only will he give us grace, it says in verse 10, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. If we're being humble and, 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 and if, well, if we are being humble, then and not letting like our hearts be polluted, you know, the, the bad things, then God will exalt us. He will lift us up. So we need to remove these things. Come humbly. He'll give us grace and he will lift us up. But how do we do that? How do we, how do we do that? Well, in verse four, uh, I'm sorry, verse seven, it says, submit therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. We must submit to God. We need to submit to God. We need to be in his word daily. We must be in prayer daily. We must repent daily and give everything to him, especially if we want this pollution of our heart to be corrected. It will stick around if we do not submit to him. It will, it will just, it'll, it'll stay there like a, like a bad stain on a t-shirt. So we must submit to God. And the other thing we need to do is we need to resist the devil. You see, the old saying goes, you are, you are who you roll with. It is the same here. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But if we do not submit to God and continue down the road of slandering and, and judging and loving the world and boasting our, about ourselves and our future and all these things, then we'll be just like that old Van Halen song. We will be running with the devil. We don't need to be running with the devil. We need to be running from the devil. We need to resist him or, or stand against him. Stop giving in to him. He will always make it look so good, but in reality, what he's saying will destroy us. He puts things in our head like, it's okay to say that about so-and-so. You're just stating your opinion. See, we can't do that. We must resist him. And if we resist him, he will flee. And then also what we need to do, uh, to, 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 there's a solution for this pollution, is we need to repent. We need to repent. We all, we all know sin is bad, and we must repent from it all. And verses 8 and 9 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. That means, man, we need to not just get in it, it, it be good friends with sin it's bad and we know this and we must repent from this and the only way to repent is to draw close to god this is another form of submission to god when we draw close he will draw close to us now think about that for a second you think about the creator of the universe he created everything you see and he wants to spend time with you it's an unbelievable feeling that the creator of the universe wants to spend time with you and be close to you he wants to be part of every aspect of your life if you've never thought about that, really think about that. And again, and the only way to repent is to draw close to God. You need to draw close to God. You need to repent. And he will be faithful. He is faithful to forgive us of our sins. And he doesn't remember them anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't sit around and go, well, man, they, you know, Rob did this last week and he did this three weeks ago. No, he doesn't think about that. He forgives and it's done. He forgets. He will cleanse our hands and purify our hearts. So we need to draw close to him. And then also, finally, we need to depend on God 
for the future. We talked about boasting about the future. Instead of boasting about it, we need to depend on God. And then the wrong action isn't found in verse 14. It says, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then it vanishes away. See, James is reminding his readers and us today that no one knows what tomorrow will bring. Only God knows the future. We can say we are going here or there, doing this or that, but we don't even know if we'll be here. See, he's telling these people that your life is like a vapor. You're, you're here one minute and you're gone the next. So we can't boast about our future. We just have to depend on God for the future. I know, I don't know about you guys, but I wake up every morning and I thank the Lord that I, my feet touch the ground and that I have one more day here on earth that I get to spend with my family and, and stuff like that. That's how I look. I depend on God for the future. And then also there's a wrong, there, there's a right action. And this is found in verse 15 where he says, instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live uh, and also do this or that. And James here is urging his readers to simply preface their plans by saying, if the Lord wills. Again, we cannot play God. Only he knows our future. So we, we needed to say, hey, if the Lord wills, I'll do this. If the Lord wills, I'll do that. And you really got to train yourself to say that because it is true. If the Lord wills, you'll be here tomorrow. If the Lord wills for you to get that job, you'll get it. If the Lord wills for you to get that house, you'll get it. So we have to, again, depend on God for our future. So wrapping this up, the pollution we see in the hearts of the Jewish believers then our, our own is our own pollution today. It's and it's not good. It's, it's not bad. Pollution's bad, and and this kind of pollution in our hearts is not God honoring. But the solution is right in front of us. The question is, what are we going to do? There are two things to remember here. The first, knowing the right thing to do. Verse seventeen says, therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is a sin. So. If we know the right thing to do and we have this pollution in our heart and we know it's wicked we, and it's envious and it's all these things and we, and, and we cover the solution to it all, we must do the right thing. We must, we must really study the solution for, for all that stuff that's going on. If we do the right thing and we, if we know that we do the right thing and we don't do it, it's a sin. So if, you, if you've kind of read along with us and you looked in here and you didn't say, oh my gosh, this guy uh, – it's so it's bad. He's just telling me all the things I'm doing wrong. And no, we cover the things that we're doing wrong, but we also cover the things that we can do to, to find that solution for the pollution that we have in our heart. So we have to get rid of it. And we, if we know to do the right thing, then we need to do it. And then that is that is repenting. That is, again, uh, drawing close to God. Those are the, th- the right things to do. So do those and start doing it today. That's our second point. Start doing it today. You see, you've been guilty of a polluted heart just as I've been uh, guilty of one. We, and we can't go back in time and fix all that. We can't go back and say, well, you know, I, I said this about this person. I did this about to this person and, and I judged that person. We cannot go back and fix that. All we can do is ask for forgiveness and, 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 and continue not to do that. And we have to start doing that today. And if you don't, then it's just, again, it's just going to stick around. But we can repent of that and start new. Lamentation says in chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, it says, The, Lord, the Lord's loving kindness and deeds never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. You see, if you come with humility, you draw close to the Lord and repent, he will wash you of all of that. So we can get rid of that pollution that it's in our hearts and we can start living right for the Lord. So again, I want to thank you guys for uh, 
for listening, and we can just close out in prayer real quick. And and Father, again, we thank you for uh, this chapter today. We thank you for these these warnings, Lord, that if we are living this way, it's not pleasing you, Father. I pray that everyone today would would stop and and look in their life and really examine what's going on, Lord, and that we would repent of this. And Lord, we would continue uh, to just follow your your direction, Lord. We wouldn't be quarreling in the church. We wouldn't be fighting. We wouldn't be doing all the things that we talked about, that pollution that we have, Lord. We pray that you would remove that pollution today, Lord. So we thank you that you love us. We thank you for this letter. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, guys, uh, you can visit us uh, on our website at newlifebiblestudy.com. There you can leave us prayer requests. Um, you can... Uh, you can uh, tell us how this podcast helped you, and also you can find uh, how you can follow us on um, social media, on Instagram and, and, and uh, Twitter. And then our sponsor for the show, Full First Full Service Realty, is on there as well, so you can check out the information if you need any help uh, selling a home or buying a home. Get a hold of them, man. They will help you guys out, uh, and they would love to do it. So um, again, I hope you guys have a blessed week. I hope that this podcast has blessed you um, like it blesses me again every week. I just can't wait to do these. Um, And next week, um, actually next week, uh, I will be taking a week off. So um, I will be returning the following week uh, with chapter five and we'll try to finish up James. But again, I love you guys. I thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sending in your texts and your emails uh, and encouraging me to continue to do this. Um, It really, it really fires me up. So thank you guys and God bless.